I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast bringing you that sweet, sweet queer content that your heart craves. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. <laughs> and from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Rigida, making pterodactyl sounds because I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> to those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Les this week in the Lesdom is somewhere where we can touch base every episode about things that are going on with the podcast and our lives in the greater Les universe. And uh, we've, you know, we've got a lot to catch up on. Oh my gosh, it's been a long summer. It's been a great summer. And now we're so excited to be back. We have a few announcements for the podcast itself. We are doing a huge season five Patreon campaign. We are trying to get to 300 patrons because we are ambitious and wild and we want to have more of you there we have perks at every level every 25 patrons you'll unlock something new and fun so we hope to see you there we love our patrons and you can join us on our patron only discord to hang out with us more it's the best place the it bestest is. place other news we are going to be having so much stuff going on this year um because as you may or may not remember we we wrote a musical we wrote a musical <laughs> We, we did a whole musical. We did it. We did. We did that. And so we still want more and more people to learn about it. We're going to have uh, lots of fun stuff going on for that. The first one coming up that you all need to know about is Les Hangout and The Flame will be at 
Clexicon. Sadly, without me this year, I know my very, giant very tear. Very, sad. Blame my work. But Ellie will be there to represent. We'll have Caitlin and Valerie there to help rep all of the flame at Clexicon. So do not miss out. It is going to be October 8th to October 10th. We're going to have a ton of fun stuff going on that weekend. We would love to see you there. I'm including myself in spirit. Yes. And Kristen will be there too, our beautiful production assistant. Kristen's going to be there too. Everyone's going to be there. With I know. Me. I'm so sorry, Lee. Why? You know what? Kristen. Curse you day job. <laughs> Kristen is like the ultimate. She just commits so hard to being a professional lesbian. Like she's just like really going for it. And we applaud her for it. She has a straight wedding that weekend. So she's coming to Clexicon, think like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then flying back for a straight wedding on Saturday. <laughs> Which also, how dare you? Amazing. Straights. In the greater les universe, we have all kinds of things because this has been a long summer and all kinds of stuff is coming up. Our first thing we want to talk about is Motherland. Exciting and also sad. Heartbreaking news. Motherland has been renewed for a third season, which is wonderful. Hooray! And we've also found out that it will be canceled after a third season. So it will be its final season, which is really depressing. We just had Motherland Fort Salem trivia this past weekend with Lynn Renee and Taylor Hickson. They were incredible and we love them so much. I am, I do have to say, like, I am happy that it's at least getting three seasons. Is that like my, my like bar threshold for LGBTQ shows is like so low that I'm like, well, at least it didn't get canceled after the first season. <laughs> like we got three I refuse seasons. to ever be happy with anything ever again. Give us no, all the no, seasons no. or I hate you. So nope, still mad. We're going to have more, more Scylla and Rael. I'm excited for that. It's going to be great. Also, Generation Q is back. So, you know, that's still ongoing. There hasn't been any news about future seasons, has there? I don't think so. I don't think so. So So enjoy season two while we've got it. And uh, fingers crossed. There's been some good sex scenes, as there always (laughs) is on Generation Q slash The L Word. So we're here for, I'm personally here for the Bet and Gigi saga. We'll see where it goes. Can't wait. Gigi. Listen, I'm going to take this next one, even though uh, we should be trading off, but I don't care because I want to no, talk about No, I Shay knew Mitchell. you wanted to talk about Shay Mitchell. I was literally waiting for you to of talk. I was like, I Shay do. Mitchell's on, um, or Lee's going to do it. Listen, I don't even have any details yet. All I know is that Shay Mitchell dropped a TikTok where she mentioned she's going to be playing a La Dollar Bean again, and so I'm in. I don't even care what it is. I'm in. I'm there. Just give it to me now. Thank you, please, and thank you. That's it. Did she ever not play a La Dollar Bean? I think she, yeah, I think. I, it's happened. Have you ever you know. watched anything of hers no. where she has not played? Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. So I am excited to watch whatever Shay Mitchell's going to be in. Can't wait. Yes. We're also going to talk about gays at the Olympics. And by that, we mean there's so many gays at the Olympics, perhaps. <laughs> but I think specifically we're talking about the picture, right? The picture that sparked all of the craziness of like, oh, she kissed her and oh, they're just friends. Oh, there's Is that what there's we're talking that, about? Yes. Oh, I was just talking about like how the gays did at the Olympics because we did great, y'all. We did great. I the mean, but also, yes, we great. could talk about the picture. Yeah, I literally was like, when you sportsmanship, say... <laughs> sportsmanship, sportsmanship is Sportsmanship. I like that the fact that if you write gays at the Olympics on our This Week in the Lesdom, I literally didn't know what to talk about because there's so many gays at the Olympics. So we're going to leave it at that. We love the gays. 
at the Olympics. We had a we had a high medal count too. I wish I should have looked it up. Someone did a thing where they broke down like if you made a little gay country of just all of the gays oh, that were, we're at the, the Olympics, country. like yeah, how many medals we won? We actually were like I we I think we're in like the top ten of like by country medal counts. Like we did great. So listen, we're killing it. Congrats, queers. A plus work. Not surprised. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you our very first episode of season five, Creators. Creators. <laughs> you heard us right. That's creators, but gay, not like season five. The alligators. puns have gotten zero percent better, and we're just still making them. And you're we're welcome. never gonna stop. You know, it took us 40 minutes to come up with that, but it's okay. Listen, <laughs> everyone's missed us. We've missed you too. We've missed you so much. Welcome back. It's season five. I'm so, can you believe it's freaking our fifth season of this show, Lee? I, in fact, cannot. I cannot. Every time people, are, I'm like, like, they're like, what season are you in? I'm like, oh, I think it's like three, no. Four. No. Oh my God. Five. Like I can't. Like, I can't remember. <laughs> but before we get started, who knows? Before we get started on season five, we just want to reflect on the four incredible seasons of Let's Hang Out we have already done. I don't know if you all know this. We have over one million downloads, which Bonkers. is wild. Crazy. A hundred and fifty episodes. That's at least 150 hours of Lee and I talking to each other, but I know it's way more than that. Definitely more. Definitely more. We have plenty of two-hour episodes. Sorry, not sorry for that. We've done 43 trivia events. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Uh, Four live should have been gay shows. One in L.A., Right before the pandemic. Oh, remember seeing humans, Ellie? <laughs> I do. And one day we will be back live and we'll be hanging out with all of you. I can't wait. And we have also done 16 Les Centrals songs. That's like almost an entire musical's worth of Les Centrals songs. Lee. Just, uh, just short of an entire musical's worth of shows. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, because you know we we made that we made one we made, we made it. a whole musical we made a whole we made it a whole, whole entire musical that had more than sixteen songs in it. Thanks for volunteering me to do that, Ellie, <laughs> and thank you for taking on the challenge, Lee, because you crushed anytime, it. anytime you crushed it. Also, like we're back. Don't worry. Some people when we were like, we're gonna take a break to go work on this musical. People messaged us and we're like, wait, but. You're still going to do Les Hangout, right? You're stopping Les Hangout? No, never. We're not. Don't worry. But we did. We usually take our summers off. The summer was not not so relaxing. (laughs) It was not the calm hiatus we usually give ourselves. No, no. We were working pretty hard. We made some mistakes, but you know us. We're not going to stop. No, but it was so worth it. And speaking of our musical podcast, this episode is called Creators. (laughs) Because just keep saying it, it gets better. Creators, <laughs> we've interviewed a lot of LGBTQ plus content creators and actors on the show, and now we are those creators. I mean, we've always been creators doing this podcast, but we created, we wrote a story, we produced a musical, and so we really wanted to talk about 
the process of being a creator and what it was like for us to create this show from the other side. I'm so excited. So are we going to interview ourselves, Lee? Let's, oh my God, let's <laughs> do it. Like a hard-hitting interview. So we actually have the creators of The Flame here with us today, <laughs> and we're going to be talking to them. Can you imagine if we did the whole thing like that? Like, uh, t- just taking turns being like, so tell us, Ellie and Lee, what was this like? Well, actually, Ellie and Lee, let me tell you. It's like our intro, but like the entire episode. Yeah, imagine. What That'd a- be so crazy. We <laughs> what shouldn't. A- what a crazy idea. <laughs> we, shouldn't we shouldn't do, do that. that. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've we've done it. We want to talk about creating Kriege things. Creating all the Kriege's. <laughs> I'm so excited. Before we start, we do have a lot of fun new stuff in season five. You know, we're going to have more trivia. We're going to have more guests. We have some really exciting guests coming up. You, uh, you're not ready. You're not ready. We're not ready. Ellie and I might die. It's going to be fine. I'm going to have a heart attack for some of the guests we have lined up. If you in our audience know an independent content creator because... Lee and I know how difficult it is to create independent content. We also want to get more queer independent content creators on the show. We love talking to all of these famous people, but there's so many people who are in the trenches creating. We want to highlight them as well. We have a new guest submission form on our website, so you can fill that out. We are very excited for Kristen to be taking on a larger role on our team. She was our intern last season, and now she is our production assistant. Graduated up because we love her so much. We love her so much, and she's been doing a great job. And because of that, we also want to try to pay her more. So we are going to be doing a season five Patreon extravaganza to get some more people on our Patreon so we can pay Kristen more and maybe, who knows, even expand our team even more. We got lots of stuff going on. Oh my gosh. We'll see. We'll see. Depends on wow, how. Wow, we're just such busy, important creators over here. <laughs> we are. We're, we're creators. We're creating. But we just want to keep making cool shit yeah. for you all. That's all. <laughs> what else are we making, Lee? Well, listen, we just had so much fun with the last musical. You know we're already working on the next one. We don't have a lot of, of you know, spoiler teaser details yet, but we are getting that getting that rolling. We are going to we're going to make another we're going to make another one, everyone. We're going to make another we're one. We're making another we one. It is We're confirmed. making another damn musical. And we also have a Patreon for the musical, so if you do want to, you know, keep a tab on what's going on there that's probably the best place that you will get like the most spoilery uh you know sneak peeks at what's coming so yeah we're making we're making another musical of course we are come on i can't wait come on you thought we were gonna stop after that one we had a blast yes and it's not gonna be a sequel to the flame the flame is a podcast it's all wrapped up it's a completely new concept and we are still working behind the scenes to get the flame on a stage in 2022, 2023, it is going to be a slower process because it's a huge undertaking, but we have not forgotten about the flame and we still have exciting plans and ideas for it moving forward. So we have not forgotten. We will never, we will never forget. forget. About the we will flame, never let Ellie, the flame. We will never let the flame go out. If it takes me, if I am 75 years old playing Jamie on on stage, I'm like, we finally got it made, Lee. Like, (laughs) we won't forget. Don't worry. 
Oh, wow. What a visual. I know. Speaking of, let's talk about it. Lee, what was it like to create like we we talk all the time about yes we do about lgbtq content and how we want more of it to be made here's the kind of representation that we want to see and we complain about other people making it and not doing it the way we want it so what was it like to be able to make our own thing and choose what it was listen it was amazing i have a whole new level of respect for small indie queer content creators. It was amazing, and it was a whole lot. That's that's what I would say. What about you, Ellie? What, what was it like for you? That sounds accurate. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I already did have a lot of respect for independent queer content creators because when you're doing it yourself, obviously the biggest thing that is lacking is funding, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I feel like that makes it so that you have to wear a lot of hats. As anyone who listened to the credits of The Flame knows. (laughs) How many times can Ellie read her own name? How many times can I read my own name? And that, I mean, that is something that as content creators, we're always having to do, right? Like of like, okay, I got to get this thing done. I want to make it happen. So there's a few options, right? You can, number one, pay someone else to do it, which is always what I would prefer to do. As a creator myself, I always want to be able to pay the other people who are working on the project. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's very hard to do that. So you can also, two, ask people to volunteer. And we did have some people who volunteered their time. But I feel like I most often fall back on I'm going to do as much as I can myself because I want to get this thing done and it's our baby and it can be pretty tiring, but I also think very rewarding because then you're like, wow, I did that. Like when I listen to The Flame, I'm like, I produced those songs. Like (laughs) I literally edited and mixed 18 tracks of music and they sound pretty freaking good. I feel like just like most people will never see those middle, the middle ground. There was a newsletter that I'm a part of that is like a creator newsletter. And actually, I'm curious what you think about this thought. They said, if you're doing your job well, somebody will think they could do it themselves. And I was like, hmm. And it was like, if you're doing your job well and you make it look easy, then you did it correctly. Like people should never see the process was like sort of what they were saying. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I'm going to say I don't think I do, but, but finish and we'll dig into it. A good creator, quote unquote, which like what, what does that even mean? Will make it seem like they barely did any work. Like the work should be invisible, I think was sort of what they were saying. Which I sort of understand what they're saying. Like, you shouldn't be listening to it and be like, oh, I can tell someone was moving faders on this. It should just sound like art that you're enjoying. Like, you shouldn't be able to hear the process. But I don't think you should – you shouldn't let people know it was a lot of work. I don't know. Thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. I – yeah, I'm like – part of me is a little frustrated by it in some ways because – 
I think it does a disservice, especially to, especially to like niche marginalized creators who are working in a system that is like almost like actively working against you in, in so many ways. Um, and some of them can be really small, stupid ways, but they're still real and they're still there and ignoring them or pretending like they don't exist doesn't allow for like a real awareness and appreciation of like some of the hurdles that that they are overcoming that aren't necessarily going to be like an across the board thing, you know, like you and I have done this how many times, Ellie, trying to promote anything we do, the podcast, events, songs, anything that we do, we literally cannot pay social media sites to promote our ads because we pitch things to the queer community and we want to pitch things to the queer community. And if you include words like queer, LGBTQ in your ad, it will get taken down. Is it a, st a stupid small thing in the grand scheme of life? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But it is. also does it matter? It does matter. Like it does matter. It is it is a real thing that makes it more challenging for any queer like brand, content, creators, merchandise, just just anything. Anything that is queer that you want to market or or bring to queer people, it is difficult to do that. Difficult in ways that it is not difficult if that content is not queer or that if you don't actively try to let people know that it's queer or pitch it to queer people like it's difficult it's difficult because you literally can't pay to promote an ad that says like hey come listen to this queer podcast or this podcast for queer people or this lgbtq podcast. like you can't you have to just be like here's a podcast and then hope that somehow queer people stumble upon it. You have to market it to a whole bunch of people that you know are not going to be your prime audience. And like, that's a real challenge that you like, if you don't acknowledge it and people don't even know it's real, then how are they supposed to know that they might need to pay more attention to ads to say, oh, hey, maybe the ad doesn't explicitly say it's something gay, but like, did they put it on a giant like rainbow background <laughs> to make it obvious what it is without having to say the words because the words wouldn't be allowed? Like stuff like that, that I feel like once you're behind the scenes of it and you see a lot of this stuff, it changes how you interact and how you look at the content that's being put in front of you because you you start to realize like some of the things that you didn't know about before and that's a that's I think that's important you know and I also think that when we talk about some of the challenges that like you know like you just said like money's huge you know and like we've been to a lot of things Ellie where we've talked about like building kind of like you know queer economies and supporting queer economies and the reality of the fact being that like we're not gonna see a lot of those straight dollars trickling in no. to fund and create a lot of queer content and so that means that like how we spend our money where we spend our money matters a lot because you are working from a smaller pool of financial possibilities you know and I think that's why it's always it's always been a, a big thing to us but like that's a that's a reality that you can't overlook. Like if you're going out there and consuming queer content, you frequently can't compare a lot of independent queer media to, you know, straight dollars, straight dollars, <laughs> straight uh, dollars straight funding dollars. stuff, you know, and that's, that's how you end up with the discrepancy between 
happiest season. <coughs> and you, you, wow, starting off season know, five strong, aren't we? Se- no more <laughs> happy season. We're never season. talking about happiest season again. But we are because listen, you throw a whole bunch of straight money at something and you get great production value and great cast and great like you know like what should have been great and yet lets us down for so many reasons but i just think they're real things they're real things that we want to dig into because this was a whole new experience for us and we've learned a lot and it's changed a lot i think of like our own perspective on a lot of the media out there that's all was that a nice short answer yeah that yeah. was a very very short answer i was trying to i was like just i was just letting you go i was like i'm not gonna i'm just gonna see where this goes listen listen <laughs> It's we're back. We haven't we we're haven't back, done this in a while. Baby. I missed it. That's all. <laughs> Lee's like I had a lot of feelings. I haven't been able to talk. I'm hormonal and I have opinions right for now. Three okay, months. So here we are. I want to go back to what you were talking about about the struggles of advertising as a queer creator. Because I even think about like I have a struggle. I actually now, as a queer content creator who, for example, like wants to see the flame. Also, I'm like. Can some celebrity lesbians just, like, create a fund for us? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, there are lots of queer people who are rich. Like, can a queer person just, like, make a queer, rich pool fund that, like, we can all dip into and make our shit, right? And to be fair, some people are putting their money where their mouth is. Like, do you know that um, Natasha Leone is not queer? Yes. But, like, is queer? Yes. <laughs> but. Both correct. She's yes. funding a new like teen queer rom-com that's exciting right I do feel like we do have like a shift in the landscape where it's like okay as a queer creator you need to find a now now you just need to find a rich famous queer or queer adjacent person who can help fund your shit right and so it's like it's becoming a little bit more distributed not perfect but like I do think there are avenues we can go. But like as a person who has created the flame and wants to see the flame get big dollars, like get the prom treatment of a like literal of a legit blockbuster like movie musical. Keegan Michael Key as Harold. I could see it. <laughs> yeah. James Corden. James out. Corden as Harold. No, stop it. Don't say I was I was trying so hard to avoid James Corden. Yeah, yeah. Get get him uh. out of here. Um Hugh Jackman as Jamie. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> Wow, you didn't want to go Meryl Streep as Jamie? Meryl Streep as Jamie. Oh Come my on. god, Meryl Streep as Jamie. Meryl Streep could play maybe play Joe, but no, I want Jen. But Meryl he- Streep as Rachel, hands down. Yes, hands down. Hands Sold. Down. <laughs> um, no, but I find myself when I'm like pitching the musical, like trying to find the right words to use so that it seems consumable to a straight audience when like yes. I yeah. don't even I don't really want to have to make it consumable to a straight audience. But there's something in my brain that's like, well, if you're going to get the big dollars for it, you need to say, oh, it appeals to a wide audience when like really I don't care to appeal to a wide audience like the musical for me, it's like made by and for queer women. Right. And, like, there's obviously plenty of other identities that are also, like, valid in that umbrella, but, like, straight people are not there, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're, they're At least, not. like, straight people, as always in my life, are more of an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even I, like, I love my mother, but, like, even, like, 
a lot of the straight people that have listened to it, my mom loves the show. But then I feel like she also has to say to me, she's like, I just really want this to be successful. And like, I just feel like I need to tell all my friends, like, this is a love story. Like, it's just a love story between two people, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's just a love story between two people. But like, it's very explicitly a queer love story between two people, right? And she's like, it's so universal. Between two queer people. (laughs) Right? Like, it's, and, and she is right. Like, I know that it is universal. And if straight people watch it, they will like it. I don't want to have to pitch it to someone who will give me money as something that straight people will like. I I would love it. if and, and to be fair, I do think it's just like finding the right people. Like if you can pitch to the right people who have money who also agree like here, this is a story for, for and by lesbians. Great. I don't know if we're there yet. And that's why it's like frustrating to be in you know, that position. You know what it reminds me of is like, You know, when I because I feel like there's been a lot more of this discourse lately where people have have kind of cottoned on to this mentality of like, stop teaching girls how not to get raped, like teach boys not to rape. Yep. You know, and it's like I, I know that this is like a weird parallel to draw, but in some ways it feels familiar to me in the sense where it's like I know exactly what you're talking about in that way of like us trying to fight against this own internalized thing to be like, how do I make this attractive to straight people? But I also feel like that tends to be the natural inclination of the straight response to it as well. As mm-hmm. like, how do you present this in a way that will interest straight people? And I'm like, how about instead teach straight people that you can watch and enjoy and consume queer media, even if it is not for you. Exactly. And that's okay. And you should be doing it. <laughs> you should be doing it in the same way that like, if you ask any queer person, how much of our lives have we spent consuming endlessly and repeatedly nothing but straight content? <laughs> like, come on, it's yep. possible. I have watched shows with not a single queer person in there, you know? Many of them, my whole life, over and over again. We all have. And we've had to learn how to do that. And you should as well. Yes. <laughs> It's allowed. It's okay. It is a love story. It is a love story that was written for queer people that you should still find some way and learn how to enjoy. That's okay. But I totally get what you're saying. And to be fair, like, they will. When they watch it, they will enjoy it. But I want them to enjoy it in a way that, like, not the same way that they enjoy the prom. Like, (laughs) I want them to enjoy, (laughs) like, where they're like, oh, I'm not homophobic, therefore I'm a good person. I want them to enjoy it. Like, I root for these characters. I love these people. I want them to be together. I think now I have a better understanding of queer culture because, like, this is so steeped in queer culture. And, yeah, I just want it to be like that. But even, like, I think about our billboard, right? Like, we... (laughs) For those of you who follow us on social media, <laughs> we tried to get a billboard in Times Square when we were in New York City for the flame. It was a tragic fail. I will say that the billboard <laughs> company has rectified all of this. They're fixing it for us. They gave Wait, us what's their name? We should give them because we should actually give them a shout out. They've done campsite. great. At, yes, campsite has been fantastic working with us. They're, we're going to get it all fixed. Yes. Shout out to Campsite. Shout out to Campsite. Uh, they fixed, like, there, you know, there were lots of issues, but they fixed them all, and they're giving us a full refund. Like, we're doing okay. 
However, the billboard itself, it said originally, and like this is a conversation that we had to have as creators and marketers. It said originally, The Flame, an LGBTQ romantic comedy podcast musical. And we made the decision as a team to have the billboard say, The Flame, a romantic comedy podcast musical with no Mm -hmm. mention of LGBTQ on it. And one of the reasons for that is stuff that Lee was saying before of like, we weren't sure it would get approved if we put LGBTQ on it. Another one is from a marketing standpoint, we also do want people to just start listening to the show Mm -hmm. and not see LGBTQ and be like, it's not for me. And you see, I mean, there's four women's faces on on the billboard. The the rom-com podcast musical of your dreams, not a man in sight. Yeah, not a man in sight. So, like, you can assume. Jen Colella's haircut front and center. You know, yeah. You know, we're definitely flagging still. But it is. Isn't that so weird? Like, I'm just thinking about it. Like, we're trying to figure out how we can flag in our marketing. Well, also like having a straight person look at it and be like, let me check out this, pu- this musical. And then they figure out it's gay. Yeah. It's, just, it's so tricky. And so, it, I don't know. It's just a weird game we're always playing. I'm, I'm dying to know. I'm dying to know the same way that, so we, we just guested on uh, a podcast called Ending Pending. You should check them out. They're watching Teenage Bounty Hunters right now, which, you know, we had to go talk about Teenage of Bounty course. Hunters. I more. told them to watch it. <laughs> Yes. I'm the reason um, they're doing that entire series. <laughs> and uh, and I and we were talking about how I was like, I am obsessed with the idea of like, I want to know which like little Southern evangelical families started watching what they thought was going to be this like super wholesome Christian show. And then we're like, surprise, lesbians, like in your face. Ha ha. I would love to hear from like straight people who, you know, like listen to a lot of BPN shows or like are super into like Broadway musical theater stuff and like found the podcast and had no idea and still loved it because we know you're out there we know you exist you know we're here to be uh, your surprise lesbians that's what what yes Surpr- <laughs> i just want them to like i'm just imagining someone starting to listen and being like i wonder when the guy's gonna show up <laughs> for the rom-com <laughs> and to be fair like if you're listening to the flame like you know she felt like yeah yeah which she's in love in your face <laughs> she's in love in the first five minutes like it's not but it still makes me laugh to imagine that somebody's just going to be like blinders on the whole time. If you time. are that straight and oblivious, like there's no hope. There's no hope. I watched a YouTube video that was just a, a like a rough cut of a bunch of um, reaction vitters, like YouTube reaction vitters, <laughs> watching the first Fear Street movie. And all of them, and you know, because same thing, it's like when you watch the Fear Street, the first episode, like the first movie in the trilogy, and they very clearly were trying to like, delay the sam reveal you know so you just you only hear sam mentioned by first name you get no pronouns you get no like identifying features no nothing and it's just a compilation of straight people watching it and you get to that scene at the football game and you're watching you know like a football player feeling up a cheerleader and they're all like oh this must be sam huh look at her face she's so upset it's zooming in it's slow motion i guess sam found a new girl oh sam he looks like such a dog oh no she's so upset he seems like a real you know like player oh sam and then the scene in the alleyway where she walks up and it cuts to her in her little cheerleading outfit and they're all and like their faces literally are like oh 
Oh, <laughs> oh, Sam's a girl. Oh, it's just like reaction after reaction after reaction, and it's in- it's incredible. Highly recommend. That, that. is too- <laughs> that is too much. Also, I'm like I watched the first however much of this. I've seen that part of Fear Street. And I obviously did not assume that at all. I don't even know well, what that no, guy... Well, no, because everyone else is like, Sam, Sam sounds like a girl to me. You seem pretty gay, so... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what that guy looks like. <laughs> Ellie's like, there was a boy in that scene? Uh, hmm. Sorry to this man. <laughs> Didn't notice. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. But back to creating queer content. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about some of like the the challenges of creating content, right? What have been some of the joys? Like what have been some of the really exciting things about being Listen, able to create new content for the community. Here's the thing. There were so many parts of of making this musical that were just incredible. Uh, I love working with queer people. I love working with queer women. It was just so much fun to have a creative team and a cast that like so heavily featured a lot of queer women and just other queer people because, and you and I have talked about this a lot, like what a joy. Like everyone is just a blast and everyone is so happy and excited about the project all the time because I think all of us know how rare this still is. And it's it's weird to exist in what feels like a like a dichotomy to say that because you and I talk all the time about how we're like, oh my God, there's like so much queer content being made all over the place these days and it's so hard to keep up. And like, that is true. However. In in comparison (laughs) to how so much of our lives has been, that is true. There's so much more than there has ever been. At the same time, 
we still exist in a world where we are constantly just bombarded by straight media. And that's what the vast majority of media is. And so when you have projects like this, where it is like an independent thing, we are, you know, beholden to nobody but ourselves and queer people. And I think all of us knew that. And the people working on it and, and acting in it with us also knew that, you know? And there's just that sense of, like, how much everyone cares and how much it means to everyone that is, like, palpable in that space that is just wonderful. That, I think, was, like, one of the real big standouts for me. It's just working on a project where it's, like, I know it's our baby and I know how much you and I are, like, the biggest stands of this of show course. ever. But there's something that's really cool about watching other people experiencing and interacting and bringing to life a project where you can tell that it's like it's not their baby in the way that that it's like ours you know like the four of us like you and me and Caitlin and Valerie like but you can see how much it means to them just by virtue of what it is there's a way that they that they like hold it you know yes. and like I just loved I loved that part of it I think that was one of my that was one of my biggest things about it Agreed. And also just like being able to, as a creative team, choose who we want to work with and the energies that we want to have around us. Number one, a cha like it has been a little bit of a challenge to choose, to choose wisely, right? But when you do have those people, it does feel so nice. I also do feel like we're get, we are getting a lot of queer content, but like we also need to look pretty closely at like the writers of that content and the production crew on that content and the people mm -hmm. surrounding that content because they're not entirely LGBTQ, queer, or women. Yeah. For a majority of them, we have we have a Should Have Been Gay episode coming up, of course. Oops. <laughs> on like a pretty queer, sh queer movie written by two men. Pretty queer, pretty female heavy written by two men. That is a huge difference. And we've yeah. talked about that many times before with queer content creators, but it also has been like, I, I flash back to our first interview with Barbell from season, that was season one, right? Where we talked to them about what it was like being in an entire, pretty much entirely LGBTQ cast and crew working on this web series, which you can feel is so genuine and so well done. Like the mm -hmm. people on it are so talented. And also really excited that, like, they're still seeing a lot of success with Slow Pitch in season two. Shout out to Karen and Gwen always. But, like, hearing it from them and experiencing it ourselves is also just, like, really affirming. Yeah. To be, like, of course, like, when they say that, I'm like, yes, that makes sense. But being in it, you're like, yes, this feels right. Like, so much easier. Also, like... I'm a full-time freelancer. Like, I pick and choose whatever I want to do. Like, I cannot imagine ever having to work in an environment that is not. Like, I am so lucky that I get to choose the people that I that surround me for work. Well, and that's that's one of the other things in which I think that it's, like, really grown my appreciation of a lot of things. Because I'll be honest, like, look, th for years, I mean, like, looking at people like Karen and Gwen, people like Amanda Holland, people like Kristen at Tello, like, all of these 
people that we that we know that we've talked to that we've met through the podcast like you and I have met so many people that that we could just like rattle off where I've always been just like amazed at how invested committed hardworking like that has always been true and yet having had the experience now of like really doing like you and I have been making this podcast for a long time but like you're saying like this is this is just us it's our baby and there's a lot of like you know, we'll, whatever needs to be done, it's kind of always going to be the two of us. And well, we will because it's our own thing and we want to see it like go somewhere. Working now in the context of a project where like we had a budget, you had to pay people, you had contracts, you had like, you know, things that we had to like have taken like off of our plate and like have other people be taking over stuff because there's just not enough of our own hours to go around. And like the amount that goes into that, the amount of money that it takes to really make something and pay people like what they're putting into it for what they're putting into it. I am just like kudos, kudos uh to all of them because wow. <laughs> because wow, because you just you really cannot cannot wrap your mind around like how much is going into some of these things. And I will say still that like even for us like podcasting in terms of the requirements of like you know, cast and crew and and so many other things is like probably still even just bare bones compared to a lot of these things. Um, and we still had a lot of things that like you and I could kind of just do ourselves with our own skill set, you know? Catch us on the episode after the flame has been made into a movie and we're on a TV, we're on a film <laughs> set with like the however many hundred people who are working on this wild thing. And we will um, report back. But I agree, like, the sheer amount of hours that it takes to put something like this together, for sure worth it. And also, like, very commendable for the people who are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, too, like, even, like, after it's been out, the biggest and most exciting thing for me is, like, is after it's out and hearing from people who have listened and who it has impacted. I have cried so many times, and I always cry. Everyone knows this about me, but the reasons that I'm crying is because I'm so proud of the thing that we created. Like, And we have always talked about the representation that we want to see out there, and like the biggest thing for me that is still a huge thing is the happy endings. Like, Mm-hmm. We deserve happy endings, and I want to be able to give it to our audience and see them experience that joy and that catharsis that comes from hearing something that so much is you. Is you and is you happy? It has wish fulfillment of like you're going to have a nice life and you deserve love and you deserve friends and you deserve chosen family. And like these are all the things you deserve and should have as a member of the LGBTQ community. And it's normal. Like their whole life is just like a normal life, but gay. (laughs) So I'm very happy with what we put out. And I also just like loved hanging out with people at the listening parties. Oh my God, I can't express how much joy those listening parties brought me. I really, I really can't. I, yeah, if we're going to talk about like the the joyful parts of this project, um, those were also very, very high up there. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to like 
consume queer media with queer people is just that's incredible it is um and just it's like people are so you're you're all so nice and supportive thank you, you. thank all of all you, of you. it's also so interesting i don't know just like being creating this thing and like you know or like when we go on interviews and stuff and people will be like oh like i'm fangirling or whatever and like i still am in a space where i'm like I am a fan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a fan of the show. Even when the fan art was created, like the fan art that you got commissioned, I was like looking at it and I'm like, that's me. But like, it's not me. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like just like a cute couple that I ship. And yet, like, that's like my face on it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, but they're so You're like, cute. I ship this couple. One of them kind of looks like me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I love them so much and they're so cute and sweet. And yeah, it's just like, it's cool to have created something that like I, as a consumer of a media, also would ship. I love it so much. Ugh, it's so good. I guess before we wrap up, we're we're just like fangirling over our this thing that we did. But like I said, we're very proud of it. For anyone in our audience, I feel like we should leave some words of either like encouragement or advice on if they want to create their own queer content because they love listening to our show and they love hearing all the things that we talk about and they agree. They're like, yeah, we want to see more of this. We want to see more of that or less of this particularly. What's the advice? What advice do we give them to help them along their way? What do you think, Lee? I guess what I would say is, like, A, believe that you can do it. Uh, That would be my first piece of advice, you know, is I think that, like, and I've said this a number of times, but, like, one of my favorite things about working with uh with this wonderful woman on the Zoom screen across from me, one of my who? favorite things of working me? with you, Ellie, is who you? Yeah, yeah, you is um you are just a person who like one thousand percent always believes that like the stars are within reach, and you're just like I'll just jump for them. That's fine. And I think that it is so important to have that attitude because realistically, like me on my own would be doing none of this because I'm more of the person who's like, "Mm, sounds difficult. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's impossible. Um, And you just never approach anything like that. And I think that's a huge part of why we've done all of the stuff that we've done is because... You have to believe that you can do it or you never will, you know? Yeah. Um, so that I think is my first thing. And then I, I guess my next thing would be to find the people who want to see it exist as much as you do, because that's that's who's really going to make things happen. You know, is there is so much of this because, you know, it is we're in we are a niche market, y'all. And you have to will stuff into being in some ways. You just have to want to see it enough that you make it happen. And I think that the best thing you can do is like really find the people who want it to be there as well, because that's who's going to, that's who's going to put the work in and help you make it happen. So Agreed. I don't know. You, I'm sure you have lots of other things to add, Ellie. What would you add to that? Great advice, Lee. Yeah, I really like the finding other people. I feel like a lot of times people are like, how do I find those people? 
So the how do you find those people is, I think, just like ask. Don't be afraid to ask for those people. Write, you would be surprised, like write one tweet that's like, hey, I want to see this thing happen. Who else does? See who responds. Post on your Facebook page. I don't know if anyone even has Facebook anymore. For the Gen Zers, make a TikTok. <laughs> like literally make a video that's like, hey, I think it'd be so cool for this thing to happen. Who else is on board? And I think you'll be surprised at the responses that you get. If you don't want to be overwhelmed by too many responses, because to be fair, if you ask, you might get actually too many responses. Look for people who are already sort of doing what you think is cool. So like if I want to make a web series, I would probably be like, hey, I really love the web series Carmilla or I really love the web series Barbell. Let me reach out to those people, see if I can work with them. Or see if, like, I pitch them an idea if they would want to help me with that project. And they're also more likely to know people in that sphere who also know people who would be interested in doing it and have the skills. I think for me, too, after doing it for this for so long, like, just doing freelance creation and all of that kind of stuff, if you're new to it, go. Do it. Jump for the world. But also at a certain point, you need to figure out what's the most important to you because focus is mm-hmm. also very important. Don't take on too much. And if you decided, hey, I want to make a podcast musical, like find a bunch of other people who can help you rather than doing too much yourself because you will get burnt out. You need to not be burned out. You deserve to not be burned out while you're creating this thing that's super important and exciting. Yeah. Those are my big takeaways. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a big one. I think my other thing and I know this isn't what you asked, but I'm going to put it out there anyway is that like I think you and I still at our core and, and the way I still think of myself is as primarily a consumer of queer uh media. And as someone who loves and cherishes that role as well, I think my advice for all queer media consumers is look kindly <laughs> on on these creators and probably assume that like any especially any independent queer stuff being made assume that they are are working too much and making too little for True. the amount that they are pouring their hearts into getting this stuff out there um because i just i cannot express how much i think it really is at its core, this is always a labor of love, uh, getting this stuff out there. And I think you don't go into it like if we if you were going in to make the big bucks, this is not how you would this is not what you'd be doing. <laughs> True. This is not how you would do it. Because I think for the reasons that we we just said earlier on in the episode, Ellie, is like if you wanted to go where the money is, you wouldn't make it gay, you know? True. I think that's still the reality of it. Uh and so I think, you know. Cut give him give him a break. Is what we're saying. Give them a break as we like our entire brand is about like <laughs> pulling apart queer media. But that's not but true. No, we but uplift I think looking lots at it critically. Yes, we look at it critically. With a critical eye and a critical approach. But I think it's like you can be critical of the media itself 
more so than being critical of the amount of work that went into a lot of these things. I, I don't know. I think there's still a way in which I differentiate those things. And you can, you can, that doesn't mean you have to like everything. You can not like stuff. That's fine. It's just, it's like you can not like something and still appreciate that like a lot of work went into it. You yes. know, like there's plenty of art that I'm like, eh, it probably took them hours. Not my thing though. That's fine. That's allowed. That's like a perfectly valid thing. It doesn't, it doesn't negate the amount of time and and energy and effort that went into something. That's all. I just think it's like, you know, the awareness of like the amount that goes into some of these things because it is a joy and uh and we're making another one. I mean, we loved it. We loved doing it, but there's just it's a lot of it's a lot of work. That's respect all, you know? the process. Yes. Yeah, respect yeah. the process yes, and like yes, respect exactly. the amount of work that people are pouring into these things that they're creating. Because it is a lot. It is a and lot. most importantly, get ready for the next show. That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm get ready say. for us to pour another year into a new show, and you're gonna freak out. <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop ourselves. We have a problem. I literally like. I t- I feel like I I finished the flame, and then I just like turned my brain off for three weeks. Like <laughs> I literally. Yeah. Was, like, yeah. Yeah. All right, and I can breathe again. And I still love the show, but I just was like, and she's done. And she's back. We're we're back. That's why we take a break. (laughs) That's why we take a break every summer from Let's Hang Out. Like, also, as creators, like, cut yourself a break. Please. Please take a break. This is me talking to myself as well. (laughs) Look, it's, it's been a long pandemic. We all need a break right now. We all need a break. Are we ready, Lee? Any final words about creating? We love it. We hope you all uh, enjoyed the flame. That's all. Welcome That's it. back. That's all I've got. Let's do our Q&A. Did we open season five by just talking about our own project for an hour? Whatever. It's fine. Listen, it's fine. I'm we okay deserve this. <laughs> we worked We worked for a long time on it. I think, you know, we I'll allow it. it. I'll allow it. All right. It's time. Are you ready? Q and gay. Q. And gay. All right, Q and Gay, our first Q and Gay of season five. Here we go. It's been such a long time. All right, are you ready? I'll ask the first question. Here we go. I'm so ready. Question number one, Lee. What is your favorite type of queer content? A, podcast, B, web series, C, books, and D, movies. Oh, man. This is like a personal attack because I feel like I should say podcasts, right? You should. But like I'm a little torn between podcasts and movies. I know. I mean, we talk I mean, about movies pretty constantly. Lee. We it's talk okay. about movies all the time. I know. But also, I mean, listen, not only do I stay on the flame, but I've actually been super enjoying uh, Elixir uh, all summer as well. So, so good. I'm like super into that as well. So I don't know. There's no wrong answer on here. I like them all. I can't I can't pick. Amazing. I also was <laughs> cracking up. I saw a tweet from Dana Pickley the other day that was like, remember web series? Yes. But I'm like, I th- they still exist. They still exist. They still but exist. But I... I do feel like there was like a heyday for a long time, and I do I think it's slowed down. Uh, there and, was a you know, renaissance. Yeah, give me some queer indie web series. I love them. I feel like it could be a positive thing though, and here's why. Sorry to go on a tangent on our Q and Gay. I think there are less web series because more shows are being funded mm-hmm. because of Netflix. Who like because of the streaming wars, people are paying for content more often. 
maybe they're still not paying a lot, but they're paying more than you would make if you did a YouTube web series. So I feel like people are like making pilots and stuff like that and getting those shows actually funded instead of having to make a web series. But I also, I still love a web series. I like them both. Give me both. Give me streaming content. Give me web series. I want it all. Also, we need, sorry, this is so random, but we need to have Vico Ortiz on this season. I love these thems. Yes, It's a great web series. And that's a very new web series. Like, very well done, well acted, obsessed with that web series. Watched it in a day. Like, it's such an easy binge. Watch it. Now, after all of that, question two, you can ask me, Lee. Okay, question two, Ellie. Um, Have you created any queer content yourself? A, yes, B, no, or C, not yet. A, yes, and C, not yet more. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So excited. Question three. The best imaginary casting for the Flame movie adaptation. A, Keegan-Michael Key, B, James Corden, C, Hugh Jackman, or D, Meryl Streep. I love Keegan-Michael Key, but the answer is always Meryl Streep, always. Meryl, call us. Yeah. Yeah, hit us up. We, we got you. Question four. What are you, Ellie? Uh, a, a reach for the stars dreamer, or B, a feet on the ground realist? Surprise, surprise. Reach for the stars, baby. <laughs> I am shocked at this uh, wild new information. So crazy. Always reaching. Always just dangling, hanging off of a star. <laughs> Can you hang on a star when you are a star? Ooh, tough question. Um, <laughs> Can you, you reach know, for yourself? I'm, yes, why not? <laughs> are you are you asking if you can touch yourself? Yes, I know uh, on our on our podcast. Yep. I don't know. Okay, sure. I, yep, that is what I'm asking, and <laughs> I'm always reaching for the stars or myself star. <laughs> All right, question number five. Here we go. What's your favorite marketing flagging technique? A, rainbow color scheme, B, obvious gaze in the photos, C, coded language, or D, queer references? Oh, they're all so good, you know? Um, I'm going to go with I love an obvious gay in a photo. You know, that's a good one, especially because it somehow still manages to, like, go by unnoticed. Like, I feel like you put a ton of rainbows everywhere and straight people will be like, seems pretty gay. But for some reason, if you just put, like, Two men at a grocery store together, like somehow it somehow skates by unnoticed sometimes still. And you're like, but yeah, every time you see two men in a grocery store, they're clearly gay. We know this. We know this. (laughs) Men in grocery stores, canonically gay. (laughs) Canonically gay. Sorry to break it to you, straight dudes. You're gay now. You're gay now. Remember. (laughs) You can give us your own answers to this episode's Q and gay questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And our first shout out is going to be to Stacey and Gina. If you follow us on any of our social media accounts, you might have seen the video of me sobbing. sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> ugly crying. Out. <laughs> Completely ugly crying. We got an email from Stacey, one of our listeners, who listened to the Bly Manor episode And really, it really resonated with her because her wife, Gina, had very recently passed. And so it was just a really nice email to get. So I want to say thank you yet again, Stacey. I know you saw my post on socials, but I just want to say it again. It's still, even now, is really 
just a beautiful story. And I'm happy that our episodes could be a small part of your love story. We also want to shout out uh, listener Amy, who reached out to us about The Flame to let us know that they used to go to a lesbian bar in San Diego that was called The Flame, and what a beautiful, amazing queer space it was. We loved this, A, because we love people finding our musical and enjoying it, and we love hearing about queer spaces, and also because it is very possible that it's The Flame that we took the name from. So anyone who's come to some of our listening parties Uh, or has listened to us talk about the show, we took the name for the bar and the musical that it's named after from a list of lesbian bars that have closed in the country. And so there is probably a very high chance that it is the flame that we actually used their name for our musical. And we just thought that was so beautiful and it made us so happy. So thank you, Amy, for sending us that message and that story. It just made our days. It sounds like an awesome place to be. I just love queer spaces. Ugh. The best. Same, same. As always, we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons that just keep getting longer and it's so exciting. Mark Foster. Jess Klaus. Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rose Nishino. Saren Julia. Carrie Ann Lawrence. Danny Gunluck Tamora. Brittany Ray. Alana Rosen. Tara Gleason. Lizette Stye. Stacy. And A.D. Benitez. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. Leah Henley. Liz Shen, Evelyn Smith, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you all. As always, we could not, could not keep doing this podcast without you. And here we are at season five. So you all are the best. We love you all. We love you so much. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. Also, if you have not listened to The Flame yet, make sure you subscribe on any podcasting app to The Flame, our original podcast musical. We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel. You can find videos of our essentials, videos of The Flame songs, lots of good stuff. So make sure you check it out at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. If you want to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing what you have to say. If you want to support us financially, you can check out our Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You'll get access to all sorts of fun perks like our Discord channel. You get things like uh, coupon codes for our merch shop. We have lots of fun stuff and we love it and it just helps us be able to do all of the fun stuff that we're doing and we couldn't do it if we didn't have that going. So it's we're so happy with our patrons. We, we love, love you all, all so much. much. Jinx. And reminder, we are in our season five Patreon campaigns. So we're really trying to bulk up that Patreon. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can do that at bit.ly slash lesshop. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, for the first time in season five, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out.